This is the Fantasy Road Show. We're back. We're back. Yes, in fact. We are live. Live, 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 live. All right. Um, Welcome in. This is episode seven, uh, and we are covering running back rankings. We're going through... Dynasty. Yeah, dynasty running back rankings, probably uh, anywhere from like the 30 to 50 range. Um, You know, as we get further down these lists, we're just kind of be flying through you know um the top 30 are definitely people we needed to talk about and dive into into further detail but um these bottom ranked guys you know there's really not much to say about them they're ranked where they're ranked for a reason so yeah i uh, to say i don't want to say like we're flying through whereas we're going to be passing over guys because we still want you to get a thorough breakdown, but there's just not as much to talk about. There's not as much analysis. There's not as much game film. Uh, Maybe there's not as much of a role. Uh, So, you know, it's just, like I said, not as much to talk about. So Yeah, definitely still people that you should have on your radar and people that you're, you know, uh, put on your taxi squad and, you know, keep on your bench just in case some stuff pops off. But, you know, barring any injury, these guys aren't really going to be heavily involved at all. Yes, sir. All right, here we go. Buckle up. David Montgomery, ex-Bear, found a new home. I got him there at 30. You got him at 32. Yeah, he's got he's stepping into a role that saw a lot of red zone carries. He's still young, produced at a high level for the Bears. I'll let you talk about him more because you are the resident Bears guy. Bear down. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, to say he stepped in that role that was heavily involved in the red zone is an understatement, to my opinion. It's I mean, Jamal Williams almost led the league in touchdowns last year. He might have actually. Um, but yeah, I mean, David Montgomery's 26 years old, 5'10", 222 pounds. Uh, he signed a three year deal worth 18 million, uh, 11 of which are guaranteed. Um, you know, he's just been a top 24 running back in every season with the Bears, you know, averaging over 200 carries and 800 yards. It's it's you know it's not elite, but he's been in that RB two range. He should get the goal line work and the short yardage uh, for this Lions offense, who are projected to be the best in the division and be a uh, playoff team. So, you know, I, I think he's going to get a lot of scoring opportunities, and uh, I see a big year coming from Dave Montgomery, and most likely the next three years, I think are going to be he's going to be heavily involved. You know that that running back they drafted, Jameer Gibbs, is. I don't think he's really in contention to take over anything that David Montgomery provides. You know, uh, he'll be an auxiliary piece utilizing the passing game and David's going to be the guy on the ground. Yeah, I think um, Jameer Gibbs is the he's going to be the highest production running back there, but he's not going to take over. You know, Montgomery's there for a reason. It's the pound the ball and, and going to get you touchdowns. Jameer Gibbs is going to be the, you know, biggest star on that offense next to Amon Ra. Yeah. Uh, and I think that happens this year. I think it happens early on. So, um, you know, he's not going to be a featured back like he was uh, for the Bears, but he's in an offense that has proven to um, have very good fantasy production for two running backs. As you said, Jamal Williams was the – I had the most rushing touchdowns last year so uh, and most red zone targets. 
Swift did to get injured, but you know, that's the role that David Montgomery is stepping into. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next guy we want to talk about, um, we're both pretty, pretty high on you have at 31. I have him a little bit further down at 34, but I mean, we, we like Antonio Gibson, don't we? Yeah. I mean, I've never, you've always been a Gibson guy. Yeah. I haven't. I think this is the first year that I'm like very confident in his role. Uh, I think his role is increased or Okay, I think his role is going to increase. Mm-hmm. Brian Robinson is still right now the lead back, but I just I don't like Brian Robinson. Um, I talk about that runner who just will get you the yards given to him, and that's about it, and he's, to me, that exact guy. Um, so Gibson's athletic. The enemy's coming in to that offense. He likes to get creative. I think he's going to be a, the bright spot. Um, of that backfield yeah uh the new the new offensive scheme from the enemies should be much improved from last year um uh, but antonio is only 25 years old i mean he's he's pretty big he's 6'2 220 pounds but this is his contract season you know the, he's going to be a free agent after next or after this year so you know mike you talk about being high on those guys um i think he's going to be really good but um, you know, two years ago was his best season as a runner, uh, ran the ball 258 times for over a thousand yards, 4.02 yards per carry. So he's a good running back. And I think he's going to be heavily involved in the passing game. And he's just a better, I think he is the best running back in that backfield. You know, yeah. I mean, I don't know how totally you feel agree. about that. You're right. I, yeah, I totally agree. Um, that's why I'm at 31. I mean, yeah, he's a value. He's, I, yeah, I just think his role increases over the course of the year and he's going to be the star back out of that backfield. Um, I'm just not a believer in Robinson. When I stand firmly on guys, you see that in my rankings. That's why I have Gibson ahead of you. Even though you're originally the Gibson guy, I think there's a lot of value in him this year. And then I'm not a Robinson guy. So I go ahead and kick him down to my yeah rb 42 so um yeah i'm right there with you i got him at 43 yeah and and then from here um you know i have madison at 32 and then i have a guy i want to talk about you you have montgomery at 32 james cook at 33 antonio gibson at 34 and then the guy we want to talk about next that's Khalil Herbert. I want to talk about him and Roshan together, and I want you to talk about him, uh, them. Okay. You know, you're the resident Bears guy, so go ahead and take it away. Yeah, Mike, that's that's kind of you. Um, yeah, you know, Khalil Herbert's 25 years old, uh, 5'9", 212 pounds, uh, two years left on his rookie deal. Um, Roshan Johnson's 22, six foot, 225, so he's bigger, kind of, you know, pretty significantly bigger than Khalil Herbert. Hook him. Um, yeah, hook them. Uh, but yeah, so, you know, this backfield is going to be crowded, you know, talking about how big those guys are. I think Dante, Deontay Foreman's even bigger. So I, you know, I'm curious to see how this backfield shakes out. Hook em. Uh, <laughs> uh, right off the bat week one, I, I do think Khalil Herbert is going to be the lead back. Um, he's going to be the starter, but he is not proven to be a competent receiver, but I mean, he's gotten five yards per carry through two seasons. So he's a decent runner, but I just don't think he's shown enough to really, you know, provide that he is the guy. That's kind of why they went out and got Deontay Foreman and why they drafted Roshan Johnson, who may have been the best value pick in that draft. So I think Khalil Herbert's a risky pick. I I don't know. I just I'm not too big on him moving forward. And I am big on Roshan Johnson. I think by the end of the season, Roshan's going to show enough explosiveness to provide that he, he will be the lead guy 
next season and the 2024 season and for years to come. I think Roshan has enough of a skill set to to be a three down workhorse. And I'm I mean, it may be because I'm a homer, but I, I love Roshan Johnson this year. And I, I, I got him in a couple dynasty uh, dynasty drafts. Um, I mean, a couple we have together, we have him, you know, so I mean, I, I'm excited for Roshan. Yeah, um, Hookem Longhorns, you got uh, Roshan and uh, Deonta, both Texas Longhorn guys. Um, oh, yeah, that's right. I forgot that. That's Deonta why I double hooked there. Yeah, that's why I double hooked him <laughs> for you. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, I like Roshan. He was behind Bijan, who's obviously, I, you know, I've said enough about him. He's um, best running back in the NFL, and he hasn't done it. He hasn't even took, taken one snap yet. But um, so here's what I think about the Bears backfield. Herbert had his chance to kind of be a lead running back um, and didn't really do that. So I think that's why you bring in Roshan and Foreman um, here in the offseason, because Herbert's never going to be the you know, the main running back, he, he's going to be maybe a 50% split. Uh, I can see all three of them getting some work in Roshan, you know, proving himself in camp and taking out that secondary share. Um, as you talked about throughout the season, maybe kind of overtake uh, Herbert's role. So yeah, I, I agree with you. Um, I don't think Herbert's going to get more than a 50% split in the backfield. Uh, yeah, he's just can't he can't handle that volume as he showed late last season. So, uh, yeah, I think that's a good way to sum up that backfield. Yeah, I'm excited to see what happens. Moving on is someone who I'm I'm pretty high on myself. Um, James Conner, you have him at 34. I have him at 36. So we have him right in that mid 30 range. Um, you know, Arizona is not a good team right now. You know, arguably one of the worst. Uh, and they're they're. Their quarterback is a Colt McCoy, is a Clayton Toon. You know, that's to be determined. But I know one thing for sure is they're going to be running the ball a lot. And James Conner is a beast. I mean, I mean, do you do you know how big James Conner is? This guy is 6'1", 233 pounds. Massive. Yeah. Uh, he's 28 years old. He's got two years left on his contract with Arizona, so there is some stability there. I don't think they're going to um, release him or, um, you know, go go another way. There's the, the backfield behind him isn't too promising. So I think his job is pretty secure. Um, but in the last two seasons with Arizona, he had 26 touchdowns and 83 receptions in, in 28 games. Like he is elite even when it comes to receiving backs. So, I mean, his durability is the main concern. He, you know, he has a hard time staying healthy, but he's a threat in the red zone and uh, he's a great running back. Yeah. Um, I will piggyback all those statements. I mean, I have Matt 34, I think, because what he has to offer the next two years, as you talked about, is there's value there. So I don't have much else to say. He's cancer survivor. He's a beast. He's going to be out there, <laughs> and he's going to be productive in a team that's really yeah. bad. I mean, that offense is going to be bad, I think, all season. Um, I don't think you rush Kyler back because you start really bad under tune, and then uh, you have a chance to get Caleb or Marvin Harrison. And if you walk in next season with Marvin Harrison as one of your weapons for your franchise quarterback and Kyler, then you're a happy guy. So, Yeah, absolutely. Um, so moving on further down the list, let's see. I have James Conner at 36. I got Roshan at 37. And then I have someone that I want to talk about at 38. I got Rashad Penny. Mike, you have him all the way down at 50. 
the disrespect for Rashad Penny. I mean, he's 27, okay? He signed a one-year deal with the Eagles. Uh, I, I kind of teased it before. I think he's going to be the featured back there. I think he's going to be not not the featured back, but he's going to be between the tackles, goal line back. He's going to be the running back you want to own on this Eagles team. But I understand the concerns. He's had the worst injury luck, I think, out of anybody. Um, but the one thing is he seems to get injured a different way every time. He's not struggling through the same chronic condition. Um, but he's averaging 5.7 on over 300 carries in the NFL. Um, he's recently got surgery on his broken fibula, and uh, that's from a defender landing awkwardly on his leg. So it's not like, you know, he's cutting in and out and breaking stuff. But, um, you know, he's expected to be full going training camp this year. I'm excited for him. I, I think he's going to be the guy to own. Yeah. So <clears throat> yeah, I'll tell you what a chronic condition is, right? Your delirium <laughs> towards Rashad Penny. <laughs> it's turning into a chronic condition. For you to I mean, say that he is going the running back to own in Philadelphia to me is asinine. Like, okay, just fine. from a talent level, Swift is at a completely different level than than Penny. He's he, Swift is by and large to me the running back to own. He's fits so well with the offense. Yeah, like I can see Penny, who's had success when handed the ball do really well in this offense. Honestly, I think he's going to be a good piece as well, but he's going to be your Boston Scott, maybe a little bit better than Boston Scott uh, in the, in this backfield. No he he's going to, he's, he's not going to have that opportunity. Gainwell's still a great piece in the offense. There's three guys in there. Penny's not going to be your guy to own by any means. I, I just I don't, I don't know. see I, the it. Game, I don't see it at in all. In the game he got, the game he was in before he got injured in Seattle, He racked up 17 carries for 151 yards and two touchdowns, 8.8 yards per carry. In 2021, the last uh, in four games where he played over 50% of snaps, he averaged 20 carries for 158 yards for a total of six touchdowns. Like he's he's a beast when he gets to work. And I I personally think that, you know, the Eagles went and got Rashad Penny first before they got DeAndre Swift. I think they plan on using Rashad Penny as the early down back and the goal line back. And, you know, I think Swift is going to get worked in there, and so is uh, so is Gainwell. But, I I mean, w- we will find out and we will see, but I'm taking yeah. my stance that I think Rashad Penny is, is the guy over there, and I think you'll see that pretty early on. Okay, I think you're very wrong. Um, we're going to find out, and I love it. But, yeah, I just don't see – the Eagles have so many weapons. I just don't see him having a role where he's the guy to own. Um, I think Swift fits perfectly in that offense. He's the Philly guy. Philly likes to, um, you know, sh- show out for their guys. And, and Swift, yeah, like Penny was the first guy that they went out and got, but they didn't expect for DeAndre Swift to be sitting at there and being able to pick him up at such a low value, which they did. He is just, yeah. just like a cherry on top. Like, holy shit, we just got DeAndre Swift for about for a fucking box of balls. So yeah. I don't know. Well, I mean, they both they both have a one year deal. So right. you know, I would feel yeah. I would feel differently if they invested more in Swift than they did Penny. But their contracts are pretty similar for this year, and it's just it's one year deal. It's a one year improve it. So. Yeah, it'll be it'll be interesting to see what happens. I can't wait. I can't wait to run these clips back after the season and just be like, 
You are so gonna, fucking wrong. We're gonna have God some fun Penny with that at being the end of the, the season. Back. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll you. You're gonna give it to me, and I'm gonna give it right back to you. So we'll see what happens. We're, yeah, we're about to find out. Um, so uh, sitting there at 37, you have Penny at 38. I have AJ Dillon at 37. I mean, there's still a role for him, a pretty significant role for him in the Packers' offense. They're gonna be. Um, leaning on that backfield, as I talked about when we, when we highlighted Jones. So, you know, Dylan didn't really wow you like he was expecting to, you know, last season heading into last season, it was like, this is Dylan's year. He's going to break out. Like everyone was so excited about him and he didn't, didn't really do that. So that's why I have him down at 37. That being said, there is still a role, uh, for him to play in that offense. And he is still. 25 years old, six foot, 247 pound back, like massive. Yeah. I mean, he's going to pound the ball and he's just not the guy everyone was hoping him to be, which is fine. Yeah. You know, he's, uh, he's going to be free agent next year. So this is a contract year, you know, this is, you know, just like what we were talking about, but, um, I mean, the way I see it, I mean, the way I see it, he's not the number two running back. He's more like the, the one B to Aaron Joseph, the one a. Yeah. Like they're those two are gonna be utilized heavily in this this year and you know, hopefully they they invest in him past next year. But yeah, um if Jones misses time, AJ Dillon's gonna be like a top twelve guy. He he'll be a running back. Injury player. upside, yeah. Yeah, huge injury upside. Um you know, he just doesn't he doesn't get the workload. Over the last two years, he's averaged a little over 180 carries. That's not enough for him to get going. Like he's just like um Derrick Henry, you know, he, he needs a lot of carries to to punish the defense. And I think once we start seeing A.J. Dillon get the workload, you know, he to me, I think he should have around 250 carries this year. I don't know about what are you what are you expecting him to have? I don't know. I haven't actually thought about how many carries I would like to see him have. But I, I kind of disagree in that. Disagree with something you said, and I agree with something you said. I agree that he needs a lot of carries to punish and wear down that defense to be effective. But I don't yeah. think, I don't think he, I last year, I think he proved that he's not a highlight lead back workhorse back in that. Like he was offered a lot of carries and opportunity that increase happened and he just didn't do a lot with it. That mm-hmm. goes to show for me, like he's 250 pounds. He's not a lead back. He's a good complimentary punishing piece, but I'd never like, if you go and test free agency and try to become a lead back somewhere, it's not going to go well for you. So yeah, I mean, I think he's a perfect complimentary piece to uh, change of pace, like kind of punishing running back to Aaron Jones. But I just hope he yeah. understands his role and, you know, comes back and, and, and continues to play that role with Jones in that backfield. So I don't know. That's my yeah. piece on, on Dylan. Yeah. I mean, he was interviewed and said he has a new mentality coming into this year and how he wants to run, quote unquote, free. Okay. Not sure what that means, but I don't either. <laughs> Hopefully, uh, hopefully it means good things for AJ Dillon. So, uh, moving on. Then I have Damian Harris at 38, which is actually above what you have him at, and I'm sure some of that's going to be dynasty versus redraft there. Um, but I still like Damian Harris. I think he's a good runner, and I think I think he understands his role more. Whereas he is a compliment. Let's say he's the AJ Dillon to James Cooks 
to uh, James Cooks as AJ Brown, uh, Jones. I think that's a very good yeah. representation of how I feel about the two of them. Um, yeah. So that's you know that's my thoughts there on Damian Harris. I think he understands his role and he's going to play it well. But yeah, I expect Cook to be that lead running back of that of that offense from production, snap count, everything we talked about earlier with with uh, James Cook. So I think it's a great complimentary piece. Um, that's why I'm at 38. Yeah. Based on everything I've said about Damian Harris, I feel like I should be higher than you. Um, but he signed a sure. one-year deal with uh, the Bills. You know, he's 26 years old, coming in at 5'11", 213 pounds. Um, a thigh injury last year limited to him to about 11 games. So, uh, But in 2021, he had 15 touchdowns on 200 carries. To me, that just shows that he's going to be heavily utilized in the red zone for the Bills if they decide to run the ball and not have Josh Allen run it in. So Damian Harris could be in line for double-digit rushing touchdowns. And uh, he's the biggest running back in the backfield, so he should see that short yardage early down work. And I I think he's going to excel in this Bills offense. I mean, the offense is is elite. Potent, so yeah. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, that's how we feel about him. Yeah, um, they're going to score 30, 40 points. There's going to be a lot of that there for the running back. When they get in the red zone, Josh Allen punched in, does a running back. Like, I mean, we'll see what happens. I think they've proven last year, you know, Singletary went out and and did some of that work. Um, Anyways, I don't think we need to really harp on him much longer, I think. Uh, I would like to talk about Eli Mitchell, who I have as RB thirty nine. Mm. I think he's. Uh, I'm gonna. I'm gonna end up kicking him above Harris and Dylan right now as we're talking because I am very okay. high on Eli Mitchell. I know that. Yeah. I know that I am. I think that he is the piece in the 49ers offense who they really like. Shanahan loves him, and he's going to be a great yeah. complimentary piece to CMC, which is going to extend CMC's career. Uh, I talked yeah. about longevity previously with um, with McCaffrey, and you know Eli Mitchell is a huge part of that. He's an awesome running back. Like when he gets his Definitely. touches, talk about injury upside. If he ever is the guy in that backfield, he's going to exceed in that role. Whereas Dylan, ah, I don't know if he does. Uh, in my mind, I think Mitchell is a great running back in a great. Uh, he, he's just such a good secondary running back behind McCaffrey. I, I love him. I, I think he's got a bright future yeah. there. I I would go out. I would go out of my way and say he's the best handcuff in fantasy football. You know, completely um, agree. Whenever whenever he was spelling McCaffrey when McCaffrey was out, Eli Mitchell was averaging six point two yards per carry. Like that is an elite yards per carry. Uh, metric. So, you know, last year he dealt with injuries to both of his knees and a groin injury late in the season. So we'll see if he can stay healthy. That was the knock on him. But I mean, he's got two years left on his rookie contract. He's 5'10, 200 pounds. He's a big body guy. And, you know, like I said, he's the best handcuff in football right now. Would you consider Rashad Penny a handcuff or do you consider him a lead back? I think he has standalone value, which I don't think Eli Mitchell has standalone value. I think if, okay. if McCaffrey is fully healthy, I don't know if I would consider Eli Mitchell in my flex spot. But if yeah. Swift is fully healthy, I would definitely be considering Rashad Penny in my flex spot. So that's the way I feel about that. All right. Um, let's go to commercial break. We'll be right back. 
If you didn't know about this already, but check this out. Uh, this is a very special time at Sports Ethos because we have officially launched our NFL draft guide for the 2023 fantasy season. It already has more than 60 pieces of content on it, including massive team breakdowns and rankings. And we're aiming to have more than 200 features before all is said and done. And right now, you can get this NFL fantasy pass for a ridiculous rate of just $4 per month. Dollars. And you can find that at fan, at, uh, at sportsethos.com dot com yeah um it's an exciting exciting time at sports ethos we're trying to really push the uh fantasy football division we got a lot of bright minds working on it so definitely go get the draft guide cheapest one on the market um very thorough and uh some really bright minds there so excited to uh be a part of it Uh, jumping back in, Mike, I want to talk about a few uh, rookie running backs. I want to clump them all together and just kind of roll through them real quick. Um, I have Chase Brown at 39. I have Tank Bigsby at 41 and Tajay Spears at 42. Um, you have them all significantly lower, um, but not by much. But, uh, you know, Chase Brown for Cincinnati, he's intriguing to me just because of this, how good that Cincinnati offense is. And um, obviously the concern about Joe Mixon, does he take the pay cut? Does he not? Is he going to get suspended with this whole off the field stuff he's got going on? Um, I could see a, I could see a world where Chase Brown sees some opportunity this year, shows enough with his workload that actually has the team invest in him uh, for the future. And he could, in my eyes, become the lead back on a high powered Cincinnati offense for, you know, for years to come. Yeah, what if he gets to Cincinnati and starts enjoying that Skyline chili, though? Oh, my God. Don't bring up Skyline. Skyline is the worst chili I have ever had in my life. That was brutal. All right. So uh, you don't you're not worried about that. No, no, I think I think Chase Brown's going to be really good. Uh, Yeah. So I think he's a good running back. He's good running back on an outstanding offense. And if he ends up. If Mixon go, we already discussed Mixon's age, which shocked me at 26. If he ends up, yeah, you know, chasing money, which I could see him being that kind of guy. We'll see what happens. Yeah, and Chase Brown steps into that role. I mean, what a role! What an offense to step into, and you're not asked so much of you. You're really just like a change of pace, open up the offense. I mean, threaten. Show that you're a run threat so that Burrow can pass and get Chase the ball, Higgins the ball. Yeah. So incredible role to step into. And, you know, I think I'll I, I'll probably boost him up here. You know, I you said I was significantly lower. You're at 39. I'm at 46. Again, as we're talking through, I love that we're doing this because this is it helps me dial in my rankings. I'm going to go ahead and bump yeah. him to three uh, ahead of Wilson ahead of Algier and ahead of Brian Robinson. I love it. Um, and you know, I could even see myself putting him above. I'm going to go ahead and move Roshan and Jamal Williams ahead of Damian Harris. And I could see myself moving uh, chase Brown ahead of Damian Harris. You know, I love that role that he's stepping into. Yeah. You know, the biggest thing to me is that he's shown at Illinois that, he can handle a workload. He had over 300 carries. He had 328 carries for 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns, over 5.0 yards per carry. Like, he's 
he's shown that he can handle that workload. So if if he was the the lead back, I think he's going to succeed with it. Yeah, absolutely. So who, who you wanted to talk Tank as well? Yeah, Tank and Tajay. Tank and Tajay. All right, go for it. Yeah, Tank Bigsby. Tank Bigsby's young. He's twenty one years old, but he's big. He's six foot, two hundred thirteen pounds. Played at Auburn for three seasons. Uh, you know, racked up almost three three thousand yards, twenty five touchdowns, five point four yards per carry. Uh, he also caught over 60 balls for, you know, right under 500 yards. So he's he was a third-round draft pick. Um, you know, the knock on him is he's very average. He's He doesn't really stand out in any of the metrics. But I think he's going to see some opportunities this year in Jacksonville. Uh, we both think that the Jaguars are going to be really good this year. And, you know, there's concerns about uh, ETN uh, in the past game and whatnot. But, I mean, ETN is obviously the guy, and ETN is young himself. So yeah. I don't see a path for Tank to – come in and really threaten um, Travis for for work for many years Um, he's just going to be a a backup and he's going to be a handcuff to ETN in my opinion yeah so tank I have down at 55 which is again significantly lower yeah as you talked about tank Bigsby my I had an epiphany on what my NFL um, comparison is to him and it's Alexander Madison Alexander Madison how I feel about Madison nothing special he'll get the yards that are given to him he just wasn't he's he's not a very you don't look at him and you're like wow that's a great running back so you know as you talked about the stability of ETN that is Trevor Lawrence's guy I've talked about my theory on how when you bring in a rookie running back bringing in one of his weapons that he's already had success in college with and, and the comfort that brings to him any anxieties are just you feel better when you have your guy with you um so etn's that guy i think he's going to have a great season and that offense is going to improve and lawrence is going to continue to work to be a top five top three type quarterback in the nfl so yeah i just don't see tank being a part of that yeah change your pace back maybe gets a a series here and there he's just not going to do anything with it He's more so going to give uh, ETN some air um, and give the defense a little bit different of a look. But anyways, I don't need to talk about him anymore. Go into Taiji. Yeah, yeah, I'll probably be moving Tank down a couple notches after our conversation there. But um, Taiji is someone who I'm pretty pretty excited about. You know, we, we talked about Derrick Henry. We don't think he's got many years left in him uh, and with the Titans, and I could see them – kind of transitioning to Tajay Spears, um, 22 years old, 5'10", 200 pounds. He's a third-round pick, runs a 4 five forty. you know, pretty average in my opinion. Uh, senior year at Tulane, he had almost 1,600 yards and 19 touchdowns. So he's a threat in the red zone. Didn't he um, hurt you? Know, I'm sorry, go ahead. Wasn't there an injury involved with Spears that, that- – I don't – I don't know about that. I mean, he's he had 229 carries, so you know there could be, but still, with I, I'm pretty sure 29 carries late in the season, and that's what hurt his stock a little bit more. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, a lot of people are saying he didn't face the toughest defenses, um, you know, but he did make defenders look foolish. You know, he's he's standing out right now at minicamp. He's they're saying he's one of the most active and noticeable players on the field. And the offensive coordinator came out and said they plan on giving him as much work as he can handle. So it, it seems like they're gonna they're gonna get him involved. I don't think it'll be very significant role, but 
yeah. he's definitely going to see some opportunities. Yeah. So I completely agree with you as being like the piece that comes in and takes a little bit of uh, the, the weight off of Kenry's shoulders. So he has no ACL in one of his knees. That was what I was referring to. So that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what, that's what kind of kicked him to the third round, but talent is clearly there. And I think like he's proven that he's, you know, he, he's a running back that has a lot of talent. Uh, you can use him in a bunch of different looks. Um, so yeah, yeah I, I think the Titans were looking for a complimentary piece and Tajay seems to be a perfect fit. So I am high on him. Um, yeah. and, and quite honestly, like Haskins getting arrested, he's not going to have really any competition in that backfield to be that complimentary piece. So I agree. Yeah, I, I like, I like him a lot. Great. Um, Moving on, uh, let's see. After Tajay Spears, I got Brian Robinson at 43, Elijah Mitchell at 44, Damian Harris at 45, Tyler Algier at 46, and then someone I want to talk about at 47, Jerome Ford. Um, Mike, are you excited about Jerome Ford this year? Extremely. Um, I think I'm honestly higher on him than you, and I'm going to make that reflect in the rankings a little bit i i have them okay i have them at 49 um but quite honestly like i'm gonna bump them up above jeff wilson above probably tyler Algier as well so i'm gonna do yeah. a little rearranging here but um super excited for ford he's stepping into a hunt role um and gonna be the complimentary piece to chubb um in an offense that has proven to be able to support two running backs. Um, mm -hmm. They're going to run them both. You know, that's just what they've always done. I think that offense is another one that takes a huge step forward and it's Ford's time to show what he can do. Yeah. He is one of my sleeper candidates. You know, um, he's a huge value in drafts right now. Uh, his last year in college, he had over 1500 yards and 20 touchdowns heavily involved. Uh, he's 5'10", 210 pounds. He's not a small guy. He's a pretty big guy, but the Browns have been known to use multiple running backs. So, you know, I, I it's not crazy to think that he's going to be heavily involved this year and uh, for years to come with the Browns. Totally agree. Uh, someone that we passed by was Brian Robinson. We don't need to talk about him long, but let's just talk about him briefly. Yeah. You heard me say earlier that he has an opportunity right now to be the guy. He, Redskins are giving him every opportunity to be the running back. Uh, the and I just think, yeah, sorry, the, the commanders. I just <laughs> think that they're going to, he's going to fail and he's not going to do well in that role. Talk about him. I already said my piece. Yeah, no, I, I think, I think he's already did fail. I think last year is when they were featuring. But they're going to give it to they, him again. He's going to have I don't, every I don't opportunity. Think so. Yeah, I don't he, think so. I think he starts I, I the think, season as their RB one for sure. I think Eric Bieniemy is going to come in and reevaluate this this backfield. I hope so. I and hope it, you're right. Yeah, I, I don't think based on what we saw last year. I mean, if we saw this, if we saw him not look good, don't you think when Eric Bieniemy is going over the tape from last year, he's going to be like, why why were we featuring this guy? Why is he getting all these carries? God, I and hope I just. Right. Yeah, I, I I think that they're going to be reevaluating the backfield, and I don't think that he is nearly going to get as much work as he got last year. I mean, it was just lackluster. The guy was just blah. Like, I just – i not a fan of Brian Robinson. I don't think he's going to do anything this year. Yeah, I've already talked about how my dumb brain works and buckets people. Like, he is, again, a running back. He's going to get what the, what, what's given to him but doesn't have the ability to really do much more than that. He was in an Alabama offense where you had – everything given to you so that's why there was success but it's not that way in the nfl so 
Yeah, and he's got someone behind him that we're probably going to talk about next episode. Um, Chris Rodriguez. Ooh, see Rod. On the lookout, huh? Um, tidbit there, but yeah, we'll cover him next episode. Let me talk about Samaj P. Ryan because I am very high on him. He's almost like a slot, um, but he stepped in and played awesome at running back when Mixon went down. He's got an opportunity to be the lead back early in the season for the Broncos. There's value there. Long-term value, we'll find out. I think he's going to be a good complimentary piece. Certainly one to own this year. I think there's really good value there. So I'm a yeah. P. Ryan guy. I got him at 47. That's you know, that's my piece on Samaje. Yeah, I think he's going to be he's going to be heavily involved while uh, Javante is recovering from this injury. And depending on how he produces, uh, he could have a he could carve out a role even when Javante comes back, you know. Yeah. But I think if he doesn't, if he doesn't perform well while Javante is recovering, when Javante comes back, we're not going to see much of Samaje. But I completely understand where you're coming from. And I, I do. If I had to put my money on it, I would bet that he's going to produce pretty well. Yeah, have we talked? Uh, have we talked Jamal Williams yet? Uh, briefly, when we were talking about um, about Alvin Kamara and Kendra Miller. Yeah. But if you want to add anything, I do. I have them the at thir- I have them at forty, and you have them all the way down at forty-eight or forty-eight. Um, so yeah. I just want to talk about that disparity a little bit. I see him. They paid him well. I was honestly surprised that that they paid him the way that they did. Mm-hmm. But they obviously, you know, feel that. Kamara is I think they feel that their division is up for grabs and they need someone in that role early on to hedge Kamara's uh, suspension risk and he's going to have a role in the offense he's going to be that Mark Ingram to Kamara type back Um, so I like him I think he's going to have a lot of opportunity to build on what happened last year Um, so that's kind of why I had him up there in those like good secondary or complimentary running back type tranche. Yeah. I completely understand where you're coming from. Yeah. Um, but anyways, uh, who else? So let's talk about Algier. We have met 46, um, had a great rookie season. I think he was another guy who was hyped up, um, like, yeah. like Pierce, uh, in training camp in the off season and, and lived up to it, had a great season, but you're going to be the backup to, Bijan. So what does your role look like long-term other than whenever he needs a breather and needs? Yeah. I, I mean, I would say he's a solid handcuff for the Bijan owners. If I was, if I had shares of Bijan, I'm looking to acquire Tyler Algier for some insurance later on. Um, But he's likely not going to have a role to be considered an option with Bijan healthy. But I mean, he had an impressive rookie season man. over a thousand yards on right around 200 carries. I think he had 4.93 yards per carry. So, I mean, that offense is good. So if, if Bijan has any uh, injuries, I think Tyler Algier will be um, a target, you know. For sure. Um, yeah, I think we hammered out a good chunk of running backs right there. Um, and I think, you know, we can wrap. Um, as we talked about earlier, we're not going to go through and highlight every single one we got. Uh, we're going to kind of give you what sticks out to us in that bucket. Um, so yeah, I'm good. If you are right. Absolutely. I uh, just stay tuned. Uh, next episode, we'll be covering the rest of these bottom barrel running backs in dynasty football. So yeah, just quick highlights on their value. Um, and you know, where we can see that what their ceiling is. And, uh, like you said, buckle up, um, you can find us, uh, at Coles underscore sports, 
at fantasy underscore trucker. Yep. Road uh, fantasy road show where we'll be posting all of our ranks uh, at fantasy road show, uh, as well as on the sports ethos.com website.